coming back after 40 years. See everybody all grown up and mature. <laughs> Finally get white hair, so maybe people will listen a little bit more. But, uh, yeah. Thanks, William. Um, most of the time when we get invited to come to a church and share a little bit about missions, they say, well, we'll give you five minutes at the beginning of the service, and then uh, you can sit down, and we'll pray for you. And I'm thinking, wow, okay. William said, come and share, take the whole service. I'm thinking, only at Cardwell would they do that. <laughs> Missional church and has always been faithful praying for us, and we haven't always been faithful communicating with you. And that's been tough, but um, we really appreciate each one of you and the support that we've seen over the years. We do have a lot to be thankful for. Um, yeah, since the last time, I think it's been over seven years. Um, I, I'm not sure how long it's been. Lose track of time. But that's uh, too long. Yeah, COVID didn't make it any easier. We are hoping to come sooner. And uh, we just couldn't get into the U.S., I can remember, talk a little bit about us, he said, because there's some new people that we don't know, and a little bit about the mission. But I can remember clearly the day that Heather and I joined WEC International, um, the day that we were accepted as um, missionaries. We were part of the WEC family. And um, I remember that day because it was an emotional day for me, and I get emotional more so now that I'm older, I think. Um, but I can remember that we had to read an affirmation of what we believed and, and what we trusted. Um, you know, we wanted, they wanted everybody to share um, what was important to WAC as new workers. And I'm just going to read some of them because I thought it was quite interesting. We do this every three years as WEC missionaries. We affirm this. I believe that God has led me into the fellowship of WEC International. I am willing to deny myself for the sake of Christ and remain committed to WEC ministry within WEC as long as the Lord so leads. I have read the WEC resources prescribed during the candidate orientation, including the core of WEC. I agree to live according to the core of WEC. I shall submit to those who are over me in the Lord. I am willing to endure inconvenience, hardship, sickness, and even death in order to fulfill God's command to preach the gospel to the unreached and to make disciples of all nations. I will humbly seek to be a loving, loyal, faithful, Husband, no. Um, prayerful and uh, unselfish worker in WEC International. I fully realize that the nature and location of my work may result in abduction, unlawful arrest, accusation, imprisonment, even personal injury or death. I voluntarily choose to accept the risks involved in my work and hereby release any and all associated with me in my work from any and all legal or insurance claims which I or my, any one of my family or friends could make in connection with such events. If abducted or imprisoned, I understand that any and all associated with me will do all in their power, both directly and indirectly, through my government or other channels to obtain my release, but they will not agree to ransom demands or engage in political bargaining. 
So I can remember tears in my eyes, and still it's emotional. And I'm thinking, um, yeah, it's um, a lifetime career. It's a commitment, and we need to take seriously what we do as missionaries. And I was thinking, how many of you remember the first day of your job where you had to submit to some kind of rules and regulations? I don't know. Or when you have membership here, do you have to read all of these things about being abducted? And <laughs> I, I think membership should include something. You know, <laughs> I promise to serve the church of, for as long as the Lord should lead. Used to be for as long as I'm alive or something, and they had to change it because it was just a little bit cultic in nature, maybe. I don't know. It just, um, so, but it, the nature of it is that we are willing to sacrifice, and that's one of the pillars of WEC. Sacrifice, holiness is another one. Fellowship and faith. Those are the four pillars of WEC. And all of those pieces, those pillars, should be a big part of our lives. Not just missionaries, but each one of you. Faithfulness. Faith. And you've been so faithful over the years in praying for people that you don't even know sometimes and for the work that we've been doing. Hard to share in Pakistan because it was a restricted access nation, so we couldn't be there as missionaries. And yet that's what we were doing. Over those four year, 40 years, um, I can testify that the Lord provided for us in every aspect of our lives. We never solicited any funds or monies from any church or individuals, and God provided for us. Through you folks, often through people, individuals, you're God's people. Um, but we have never needed anything, and we've always been provided for and that's just to testify that, you know, you might find it difficult to live nowadays with the price of living and everything coming, you know, right at us now. Things are doubling in prices. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna take faith to trust God through difficult times. And, um, we can ask Him. We can go to Him for everything that we need and He will provide. He's faithful. We've seen that happen over the 40 years. Um, yeah, it seems like a long time to be trusting in God. But that's what each one of us needs to do. Trust God. Different aspects of faith. WEC is um, international. We have workers all over the world. 70, over 70 countries. We're an international mission because we accept workers from different countries. We have American Weckers, we have Canadian Weckers, we have Australian, we have African Weckers. And so we work with a lot of different kinds of teammates, people that we might find difficult to communicate with. We've got 350 Korean Weck workers, and sometimes communication can be a problem. But yeah, Weck is, is interdenominational and that we can be a community church or we can be a Baptist church as long as we love the Lord and we serve Him and we're Bible-believing. Um, you, can, you can be a, a WEC missionary. Um, and we appreciate uh, Cardwell because every time I come here, I'm thinking each one of you could be a WEC missionary. You know, you're, you know the Word of God. And you are missionaries in your community. And sometimes you don't see the fruit 
And there's always a little bit of balance between faithfulness and fruitfulness. And we want to try to marry those two together. Faithfulness over 40 years, but what fruit are we seeing? And that's what we want to look at too. God is in charge of that. God, He changes hearts. Right? We can, I think, um, in the time that we were with WEC in the headquarters, we'll talk a little bit about Pakistan. Um, but we had, um, yeah, and it's a faith mission. And a faith mission means that we're not denominational, um, we're not expecting a denomination to support us as a mission. So that's what a faith mission means. But we work in the least reached places of the world. That's still, you know, I had a pastor say to me the other day, Randy, are there unevangelized areas in this world? And I'm saying, yes. Can you believe it? After 40 years, and even before that, WEX over 100, 100 years old, even before that, there it was a needy world that we're living in. Even now, there's still needs, desperate needs of missionaries and people to come alongside churches, little, little communities. Um, pastor was saying to me, he says, Randy, I don't know if we need them. We could just get them to reach out. And I said, yes, that's ideally, that's wonderful. You get Punjabi people reaching Punjabis, Afghans reaching Afghans, Persian speakers reaching Persian speakers. But what if they don't have people share it, to share the gospel with Afghans. Very few. I only know of maybe 20 Afghans, maybe a little more, that know the Lord. How are they going to reach 20 million people? Well, I mean, we have expectations. Matthew 28 is very clear that we are to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. And so that commandment there is for us too, not just the local people. Uh, yeah, so during our time as candidate directors, and we spent 20 years recruiting workers, and we love to recruit workers and send new workers to the field, we saw quite a few, uh, probably over 200 long-term workers join WEC over the years that we were training and encouraging people to come to, to WEC. We don't care if you come to WEC, you can come to any other mission. As long as you love the Lord and you're going to go and preach the gospel. But WEC we knew, so we were recruiting for WEC. We spent um, 18 years in Pakistan working with Afghan refugees, um, working with a, a small little group of believers, a shadow pastoring, didn't want to be the pastor because otherwise they didn't have the leadership then when we moved on. So we would help and encourage the pastor to be the pastor of the little church. Every day they would come and they would say, what do we do next? How do we make this church grow? What do we need to be teaching? What's fundamental? You know, and they're all coming from Islamic backgrounds, so they think that there's got to be a kalima, an affirmation of faith, and uh, there's got to be a little message, there's got to be lots of prayer, I said, all these things are good. Let's, let's work through these things, you know. Um, the affirmation of faith, you know, they, they say that Muhammad is, is God and, no, God is one and Muhammad is the prophet of God. He says, how can we change that? How can we make that real? So the Apostles' Creed actually came to mind and they read through it and they said, wow, that's what we need to hear. We need to hear that all the time because we, 
We got to get out of our Islamic frame of mind. So it was interesting. It was wonderful to to be able to work with these guys. And um, when we left Pakistan, we were a little bit saddened because we were still working with the church. We didn't know where it was going to go, and it was a small church. Um, so we left it, and we didn't hear back from them because communication is very dangerous and difficult. Some of them are country people. They know how to farm and ranch. Well, maybe not ranch so much in Afghanistan, but they know how to look after animals, and they're good at growing things. So, um, but they, they're not technically involved. They don't have iPads and uh, so communication was difficult for them. So we didn't hear too much about them for quite some time. Um, then after working in our Canadian office for uh, 22 years, we worked in the Canadian office. We came back from Pakistan because we lost our visas. They basically kicked us out of Pakistan. So we came back, and um, during that first 20 years when we were recruiting and training up new workers, um, we saw five new workers coming to WAC to go out long-term and work with Afghans. So we, we're praising the Lord. We, we came off the field, but I kept on saying, I really want to see others take our place. And so now, in, uh, I, I think there's six that are preparing. Some are in Pakistan now, and uh, some are preparing to go and work with Afghans. So we've duplicated, or six Six plated. <laughs> We've got six times more people working with Afghans now than, and praise the Lord, they're doing a great job. And, um, we're so thankful that God is working in spite of us. I mean, we're not gifted at all, you know, that needs to be as a missionary, but God is using us to recruit others and send others. And praise the Lord, there are still workers among Afghans. And we are so thankful for that. For the last um, two years, we've stepped down into sort of a backseat role with uh, candidate training and working and recruiting candidates. I'm still on committees, and we do teach. Heather and I teach candidates. Um, we have um, 16 weeks of training that you've got to take to be a missionary or to get oriented to work with WEC, and that's in-house. We did that for 20 years. We were the longest candidate directors with WEC ever. <laughs> so um, usually people would get tired and want to move on after 10 years, and we did that for 20, 20 years. Um, so we praise the Lord for um, stick to or maybe it was stupidity because we started to feel a little burnt, burnt out, actually. We, we probably went too too long. But we did our job, it's just that we didn't do it the way we should have done it. Um, we were struggling with getting to know new workers because we knew that as soon as we got to know them and we loved them and embraced them, they would be gone on the next plane, you know, after six, you know, 16 weeks, they'd be on a plane to wherever and we might not see them for two or three years. And so that started to weigh on us. I think we then didn't get to know them as well because we just didn't want to get spend all that time getting to know them to have them leave. So I think that was part of a symptom of burnout. We weren't, I'm an extrovert, I love 
being with people. I was starting to become an introvert more so, not wanting to relate with people well. Um, well, it's still cordial and friendly, and we always um, do our job, but we just didn't have that same passion. And you need a passion to live in community for 20 years, and that's what we did. Lived in community for 20 years and still have a passion for making friends and eating together. And so I started, you know, we started not being as well as we should have been. That was, I think, um, stressful. Yeah, we, we started to find ourselves, uh, you know, being a little bit down on the way things are done. You know, and it's always been done this way. Why can't we do it that way? You know, and we were a little bit opinionated and more so. Um, so that that was a bit of a struggle for Heather and I because we, I think we were starting to, didn't know because it's like a, what is it, a frog in water? You don't realize until you're cooked, you know, that they boil it. So we were starting to get cooked uh, and we didn't even know it. And, but we, we stepped away from the director's role, the administrative part of things, which was hard. I'm not a very good administrator. I don't like administrating people. Um, but I love teaching and, and encouraging people. So that was what we ended up doing some more of. I ended up taking on property commitments. Uh, the WEC has four properties. Two of them are over 100 years old. So I looked after maintaining property. And you know how it is with some of the old stuff that you have and that you're maintaining. It's, it's maintenance. And sometimes it's simple maintenance. Um, it's amazing how people don't even know how to screw in a light bulb at times. So you have to do just about everything. Um, so we have one of our properties is working with, um, Drug rehab, um, people coming off the streets and, and trying to get their lives together. They, they're at the end of their ropes and they need Jesus and they're willing to sit through a, a, a residential program. So one of our buildings is that and, and we've seen lots of good things happen through, through that kind of ministry. But uh, most of our property is, is for missionaries uh, when they come back or uh, ones that are heading for the field. And uh, so there is a lot of work, but it's, it's more so work when you don't enjoy things. And I think some of you enjoy ranching, and you would be out there with your cows even now if you could. Um, but then there's those that ranch because they have to. And that's work. That's harder work. You don't have that same passion. I don't know if, if maintenance is my thing. <laughs> so I don't know if I've got the same passion. I'm trying my best. And it's hard work. And I'd love it if somebody stepped up today and said, listen, Randy, we will go down to Hamilton and look after those four properties for you. And you can step back and you can just share a little bit of uh, Jesus with Afghan immigrants that are coming to Canada. Um, and that's lo happening a lot. But if any of you have that passion for maintenance and you love doing it, please see me. We've got openings here in Canada. We have openings for maintenance in the USA also. So um, nobody wants to maintain an old old buildings and it seems like that's what God fell on to me. Also training, um, training, I'm still involved in training, safeguarding kids um, that somehow um, in Canada we're trying to avoid ever 
as a mission having any problems with uh, abuse of children or adults, uh, seniors. We want to make sure our workers are very, very up on how to stay safe, risk management, safeguarding, keeping our children safe. All it takes is 100 years of good work to be destroyed with one little abuse and that happens in your church or anywhere. And it then becomes a huge case. People will walk away from the Lord if their kid or some kid has been abused in the church. And we don't want that to happen, so I'm training all workers on safeguarding kids and keeping seniors safe and uh, respecting them. We have two kids, Becky and Jonathan. John's going to come um, to be at the memorial service. And um, my daughter um, is going to be back home. She can't leave her work. She works at the Marriott as a manager at one of the hotels. Um, so they have two dogs, an old dog, Rocco, and a young pup, Eldon. And Eldon is full of energy, and he is, just makes me tired watching him. Uh, Rocco, he loves to sit on your lap and just cuddle, and he's happy enough to just make it up the stairs. And I'm thinking I'm relating a lot more with Rocco than Eldon these days because Eldon makes me tired, and Rocco, he's just he he watches his his brother get into mess, and then he barks at him and says, "Don't do that." And so, and and I don't do that at WEC, but I feel like sometimes I'm becoming a Rocco. Uh, I would rather tell people what to do and teach them what to do it and and rest in the Lord. I think that's the big thing is to really seek the Lord. And as a senior, we have lots to learn. Ooh, boy. We have five minutes left? Okay. Well, in Ecclesiastes, um, we're going to just read a very short word from Solomon, the wisdom of Solomon in Ecclesiastes 11.8. So if a man lives many years, let him rejoice in all of them. Um, that's, that was a word of encouragement to me when I read that. And in Ecclesiastes 11, just, just down 9 to 10, it says, You who are young, be happy when you are young. And let your heart give you joy all the days of your youth. Follow the ways of your heart and whatever your eyes see, but know that for all these things God will bring you into judgment. So then, banish anxiety from your heart and cast off the troubles of your body. And I'm thinking, sore knees, cast them off. Rejoice in the Lord. Encourage young people to get on with the Lord. Encourage them to get involved. Encourage them to press on while they're young. Um, and for you seniors, hey, we we don't just rest and roll over and play dead, or as a dog would. We we um, get up and we trust the Lord to keep moving us on. And you might have sore knees or bad elbow or shoulder that's giving you trouble, but God still has work for you to do. You might have gray hair. You might not be able to drive as far. God still has work for you to do. And uh, we have people in this congregation that know that very well. They might be getting a little slower, but I'll tell you what, they're not rusty. 
They're still polished and they still love the Lord. I think I'm asking God to keep me from getting set in my ways. Um, yeah, routine, boredom, predictability, uh, predictability. And I think F.B. F. Myers once said, I don't want my life to end up in a swamp. You know, some of you read Pilgrim's Progress and there's the swamp of despair. Do not fall into that trap and start feeling sorry for yourself. We need to continue to look to the Lord for our help. He sustains us. Um, and I think uh, we want to rejoice in God daily. Uh, I think too often we look at our problems, our limitations, our needs, or, and those things quench our joy. And all we think about is ourselves and what we can do and what we can get out of it. Um, it, it starts to affect us and we start to get depressed and discouraged. Look at how you can bless others. Encourage others. It's not all about us. And someday we'll realize that fully. Uh, right now, we're just learning slowly. But we could have uh, been, sometimes I think we could, we, we look back and we regret things. What did I do wrong? Why couldn't I have done this better? Why didn't I lead this way better? Or why didn't I preach this way? Why didn't I share with my friends? Why didn't I spend more time in prayer? And that's been something that I've been thinking about too. If you're working with the Lord, you need to talk to the Lord. Spend more time with the prayer. In prayer, I think, just spending time. Here you've got so many beautiful places to be rejoicing in the Lord and thanking the Lord for and um, I think we need to cultivate a lifelong learning attitude. We need to learn from each other, encourage each other. And uh, I've learned that, too. We need to pass on what we learn to others. You do that well here, actually. I'm, I'm quite impressed. Um, all your young people even love Jesus and want to get out and tell others about Jesus, which is so exciting. But we look back and we think, well, how could we have brought this little Afghan church into a greater, closer fellowship with, uh, and and see them really mature in the Lord, and we th kind of felt bad because we didn't hear back from them. Well, just recently, not too long ago, we heard that they escaped Afghanistan during the um, when the U.S. pulled out. They escaped to Dubai, to one of the closer countries countries there, um, and they're safe. There's two, three families that we spent a lot of time with. They're safe. And they're going on for the Lord. And now they're not just alone, but their whole families are. So there's like 15 of them. You know, they had a big family and they all seem to, to know about Jesus. And that's something we actually didn't know would happen. We just passed on what we knew and they started working among themselves and their kids became their, their disciples and, and praise the Lord. They're, one family, two families are coming to the U.S. One is coming to Canada. Um, they want to see me, and I want to see them. So it's been so encouraging. And we look back, we have no regrets, and we're satisfied and, and thanking God for just the small group, even that small group. We, we share Jesus with many Afghans, but we're thankful that that small group is, is really following through on the Lord. And for, you know, you get those parables where, where there's starfish all over the beaches and the little kid's throwing them in. He only throws in a couple and he says, what are you doing? There's so many that need. 
Jesus, our need to be saved. He says, well, for those little ones that I get in back into the ocean, they're the ones that are going to be thankful. And uh, you can't throw them all in, but you can get some back in. And we threw out the message of salvation to many Afghans, but even if we see some come to, through to the Lord, it's, it's encouraging. And so that's what I'm saying here in your neighborhood. You might have lots of neighbors and people that you'd share Jesus with, even if some of them come through to the Lord. Just keep praying. We didn't know we hadn't heard from these guys for 15 years. And now we're hearing back that these guys want to go on for the Lord. And it's just something to be thankful for. It's a God thing. It's God doing this, his work. So rejoice in the Lord. I say again, rejoice. And um, God is at work in you. And it doesn't matter what color your hair is or how you get around. It's okay. Continue to praise God and trust in him. Faith in him, faith in the Lord to do a work in hearts. So thank you very much for sharing. Thanks. Yeah, thank you so much. Good to have you with us. And I uh, just mentioned that they're planning to go to the picnic afterwards, correct? So you have an opportunity maybe to get to know them a little bit more and, and uh, find out better uh, as well, along with what we've just talked about, how we can be praying for Andy and Heather. Um, and just continue to hold them up in prayer as they continue to serve, as they can, are, are switching emphasis and different things that they're doing. Um, need your prayer in that and navigating the, the new things that God brings into their lives. Um, you won't ever hear this from Randy and Heather, but I will say they will continue to have needs. And the Lord would love to use you to meet those needs. If you would like to give toward uh, their their needs in their ministry, um, you can uh, put that in the offering plate and designate it for, for Andy and Heather Barnes. And uh, the church will make sure that gets there. And uh, But especially do keep on praying for them. And I'm just going to, before we have the closing song, I'm just going to lift Randy and Heather up in prayer this time. So, Dear Father, thank you so much for this uh, dear brother and sister we've known uh, over these many years and, and their faithfulness and their uh, their hard work and, and perseverance that you have you have given them uh, to do uh, work that uh, many didn't want to do and and yet you you used them and with impact that that goes far beyond what we will know this in this life and we pray for your continued strengthening for uh, physical uh, issues that they've struggled with that you would give their bodies healing and strength uh, so that they can continue to serve. Uh, with uh, a full strength or fuller strength and uh, uh, pray that you would just give them wisdom in how to uh, focus in on what areas they're at headquarters and that you would provide others to come along and, and take some of those other other duties and work uh, that you would rejuvenate them and help them to uh, just see by your spirit uh, that the lives that you want them to impact and how you would like them to make disciples, whether it be uh, amongst those who work at WEC, uh, their neighbors, the people in their church body uh, there in Hamilton, um, or just others that you might bring into their, their lives or, or internationals. Lord, that just help them to, to see clearly and, and be able to trust you in, in new ways as uh, each phase of our life. You, you you bring new things to us, and, and yet you also provide everything we need. And so we're, we're both thankful and, and encouraged as we see that, that you are leading them forward. 
Uh, we pray that you would provide for their every needs and even their, their needs uh, into the future when it uh, will be uh, more difficult to, to uh, work and to serve, and yet uh, you are there to, to, to take care of them. And we pray that you would continue to do that and help us to be faithful on our end, too, to, to support and encourage and to pray and to communicate as well. Lord, remind us uh, to be the kind of, of sending church that we ought to be, uh, for your glory and honor. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.